Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello and early happy Thanksgiving sports fans. Welcome to a brand new Minus Three here on the Extra Points Network. We're ready to roll. Chop it all up for you. College football, pro football. See if we have time for the other sports. Definitely always making time for the game of life. As always, there he is seated behind the figurative piece of glass, Eddie Spaghetti, producing this and ready to roll from his manse high atop Hollywood, running the business of show. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm you know, I was uh, I was just on a call with a with a big, fancy showbiz guy. Oh. And then and I was like, we we're we we're chopping it up. It was pretty good. Who was and it? I, it uh, is my friend John Coa. He's the head of comedy at CBS. He's a tremendous, tremendous guy. Great, huge sports fan. And um, and we were really having a an expansive conversation about all things sports and entertainment. And I was like, I had this, like, I don't know if you guys get this, where you're like, um, like I have this a lot with forgetting to put out a fresh brick of dog food to defrost. One of my many jobs around here, I forget that a lot. And I was like, I'm I'm forgetting something that I have to be doing right now. And then I look down, and it's like, oh yeah, spaghetti just texted me. I gotta I gotta get to work. I gotta I gotta check in with the fellas. Um, so, uh, uh, thank you for reminding me of, of my favorite sure thing, Koa. And did Koa mention the hot new show airing? We're recording on Thursday afternoon here in Los Angeles. Did he happen to mention the Thursday night, big primetime show called pickled with Stephen Colbert and company? <laughs> pickled did not come up. It didn't. Well, guess what? That's produced by my old lady. So before you, uh, before you disparage it, Watch it. Set your DVR. It's Will Ferrell. It's a bunch of famous people playing the most popular game in the land right now, pickleball. So check that one out. Shout out to to Beth Ballou and everybody over there at Funny or Die. See, I know people too. Okay. No, listen. Everyone into the pool. Everybody's welcome. Um, Except for Kanye. Wow. That would be a fascinating discussion. Uh, Saturday Night Live and everything else. But let's get into sports. We have our picks to make. Eddie Spaghetti is anxious to hear our thoughts on his jinx getting disrespected once again by the bookmakers. Weird line on that one. we got to give you our best bets in college and pro football upcoming. But first up, as we do now every week, it's time for Goat and Goat of the Week. Take it away, Kevin Hench. Start us off. All right. So... I'm going to go back to 1978 to get into my goat of this week. But so in, in 1978, as, as baseball historians will remember, the uh, wheels came off for the Boston Red Sox. Like this was my sort of my introduction to what it would be like to be a Red Sox fan before the good times came. But uh, so everything went wrong, obviously, 14 and a half game lead over the Yankees. They, they blow the division, lose on the last day. Bucky Dent, you know, the highlights. But one of the millions of things that went wrong in that second half was Dwight Evans, who I believe belongs in the Hall of Fame, best right fielder of his generation. Dave Parker has a good argument. Um, He got beamed. He got drilled in the head and uh, had to go to the hospital, was never the same in the second half. You know, a little hard to grip the bat when you're worried about getting killed. So 
he had uh, an obvious downturn as a result of getting hit with a baseball in the head. What Tua is doing after mere weeks after we thought his career was over, this Tua, now, you know, we, we have a lot of latitude with the word GOAT because GOAT means in the good context, greatest of all time. And then what we pick is like a guy who had a good week, a guy who had 160 yards rushing. GOAT applies here in terms of the distance from what we were all thinking when Tua was in the fencer's pose on the ground in Cincinnati to where he is now in a month, first place, MVP murmurings. This is insane. I mean, we were all like, wow, I guess this is it. Let's hope. Let's hope he has normally normal bodily functions. Let's let's let like can, can he lead a we full life? We don't know life? that he does. He, he may but not. Like, we went from can he lead a full life? Oh my first of all, is he alive? To uh that guy, that team could win the division. And if they do, he's gonna be MVP. Like, wow, this is the greatest of all time in terms of a month going from from there to here. Uh, and obviously the Dolphins. You know, as they've been going for it with with some of these acquisitions, Chubb and Jeff Wilson, I feel like, you know, I don't know where you guys come down on this, but I've been like, um, I don't I don't know that you guys are close enough to be really going for it. Like and like they're kind of proving us wrong. Like they they don't are don't close. don't don't lump me in with your no, you, skepticism. Yeah, yeah, I've been in on these dolphins. And one thing's for sure, he he is the greatest of all two is. I don't think there would be much of a debate there. I mean, who even would be number two? I uh, you know. <laughs> um but Goat. yeah, listen, here's the thing about the dolphins that occurred to me earlier this week. Uh, or and really the Bills, this weird mini regression. I don't think it it lasts unless Josh Allen's elbow uh, issues persist. Then it beca- then then that becomes a real thing. Um, but I think at, you know we always talk about recency bias and all of that and the trends of pro football and then we abide by them. I think we all got a little cozy with the idea of with one snapshot of the playoffs being uh, adjusted to include a seventh team and the value of having the number one seed because both number one seeds went out last year. We have now gotten off the import of getting that number one seed, but it still is huge because if you look at the preceding decade, you just didn't get to a Super Bowl if you didn't have a buy. Now, there were two teams getting a buy, so that doubles your chances, but you get my larger point here. I think the Bills probably feel like, ah, we'll get this right. We'll leave all this behind us. It's a huge factor. The Cowboys playing the Vikings in a weird way ain't getting the buzz it deserves because whoever wins that one... You know, I know that the Eagles are still in play and all of that, but that who gets that week off in between the end of the regular season and and gets to take off the wild card week when these see, when these teams are so closely packed together? Look at who's going to be playing whom in the wild card round. If you ain't the number one seed, you're in the AFC. You're catching a good team for sure. So I'm with you, and and as I've been saying for a month now. I do think the Dolphins are going to wind up with that number one um, seed. I think they're going to – or not number one seed, I'm sorry. I think they're going to jump the Bills and win that division. And to the MVP conversation, I'm boring with it. I think it's Lamar or Mahomes. If you look at the 
schedules that those two teams have upcoming, maybe one loss or two for the two teams the rest of the way there. And so the leading man of those two powerhouses is going to get your MVP. I'm sorry, I interrupted your uh, your go. That's, what we, that's okay. That's what we do. Um, so it, what's wild is that the Bills went into KC, won in KC, and so had, you know, like that's going to be the tiebreaker. That's how you're going to get the one seed. And now they're looking up at the Dolphins. And I was gonna for my for my bad goat, I considered Josh Allen, but it's Thursday. I'm sure everyone's piled on already. Like what what more is left to be said? And to the elbow of it all. When you see a really good pitcher give up seven earned runs in three and two thirds, you're like, he's going on the DL. Like there's something not right. And when you watch those throws, like it's not like he just it's not that he just didn't see Patrick Peterson. Like, he's not right. He's not right. Like, his, he's just a little off because he's a little not right. And mm. so, obviously. Maybe that's right, because I, what I was looking at was there wasn't, to my eye, any drop-off in velocity. You know, he was throw, still throwing heaters, but he was inaccurate. So, maybe you're right about that. I mean, it's crazy. The fourth and two interception in the, in the end zone Terrible, obviously, but the third down pass right before that was like so scattershot. There were two receivers. You don't know who he was throwing to anyway, but enough about about big Josh Allen here. You know, obviously, I built my reputation on this show by attacking the terrible officiating. I've gotten away from it this year, but I'm back. Okay, Eagles commanders. Okay, okay. Dallas Goddard, it's not just a face mask, okay? It is it is a felonious assault. He he has the ball. Like, I mean, I go back to the DeAndre Swift face mask in the Georgia-Alabama title game. Like, he's in space with the ball, and his head gets turned 360 degrees, exorcist Linda Blair style. Everybody misses it. You all missed it. And then, and so, so I forget I, I, the guy's name, it, it, the, the ref, I say like Alex Cooper, that's, that doesn't sound right. But anyway, the ref, so now imagine you're the ref. You have the worst view of that play based on where you line up, you know, the, the, the part of the play that you're responsible for adjudicating. So they pass to, to Goddard. He's got the first down. By the way, they're going to win that game. They're going to win that football game. You're going to tack on 15 for the face mask? Okay. So they played poorly. They're going to win that game. But the terrible officials have a different thought. So imagine you're the you're the referee. You're the this is your crew. These are your guys. You go into battle with, right? Now you're beh- way behind the play where you line up and you're shielded by the the criminal tacklers who are committing a felonious assault on Dallas Goddard. So you, you cannot be expected to make this call as the referee, but it is your job, Alex Kemp. Thank you, Spaghetti, Alex Kemp. Uh, But it's Alex Kemp's job now to go over and see if the commander was touched down, down by contact or if it's a touchdown. So you got to go watch the replay. Now you're the boss, right? You're the boss. The way you're like, you're the boss on this show, Sheck. This, these are your guys. You're in charge. No, I'm, I'm like Tony Danza though. 
in, in <laughs> that equation. What was her name? She was the real boss, but maybe Dude, Danza like, was because he she was the nominal boss because she was paying Danza to live at the house and keep it clean. But in a way, he taught them some valuable lessons about life. So who's really in charge? You know, <laughs> anyway, Alyssa Milano. So so he so Alex Kemp has to go. He has to go determine if it's a touchdown or not. What is his reaction to his team, his guys? These are, this is my crew. When he sees that replay, he must be his head. What I would have done if I was Alex Kemp and I see that replay and I know that I am powerless to correct a mistake that is going to cost the team the game. I there's nothing I can do because if they had if they had shanked Goddard, if they had stabbed him in the back, not reviewable. There's nothing you can do. So even though this violent, criminal, illegal assault was committed on Dallas Goddard's face mask, there's nothing you can do because the NFL is so is, a, is so stupid. We can't we can't get it right. Okay. There's nothing Alex Kemp can do about the call because of the stupid rules of the NFL. What he could have done, what I would have done, I'd have gathered my team at midfield. So the announcement will be forthcoming, but not before I air out the six other guys like, hey, what the F happened here? I'm 25 yards behind the play. Where were you guys? Hey, back judge, side judge, guys who had a good angle. You couldn't you couldn't see how Dallas Goddard was brought to the to, so this is the bad goat like this officiating the, nobody saw the ball carrier. What are you are you watching for a ticky tack illegal con, uh, contact foul on the other side of the field? <laughs> are you looking for one of your increasingly chicken <laughs> illegal man downfield? Hey, the three hundred twenty pound guy stepped one foot over the one and one and a half yard line, we're going to throw a flag. Like, what are you watching? If not the ball carrier, how do you miss that call? It's such a spectacular failure of their job that is then exacerbated by the stupid NFL rules, which is like, Hey, we know we F this up completely. We know everyone watching this game knows we F it up. Everybody knows we F it up. Everybody knows what justice would be on the field. There's nothing we can do. It's a, it's a great idea you have. Um, I think to, you know, if Aaron Rodgers can berate his head coach on the field, if Aaron Rodgers is allowed to shout down, if Tom Brady can yell at his offensive lineman in a public forum like that, then why can't the referee say after further review, the ball was fumbled and the runner was touched down before he could get to his feet. But before we really dig into all that, Gary here has an apology for everybody. Gary. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like I, I uh, just wanted to say that um, I was looking at the, I didn't see the face mask and I'll try to do better next time. Okay. Uh, yeah. Please do Gary for all of us. There's egg on all text. of our face. I got a text from my daughter right at the snap of the ball. Like, what are you doing? It's the ball carrier. We're all watching the ball carrier. I, because I have a sunny disposition. I think I that the ref. This idea. I think a that ref the ref. Just, <laughs> ref just, just like, because you know, we've all seen the, we've all seen the NFL coach, uh, the the NBA coach, call the timeout just to rip the guys. Happens in college, That's maybe right? More, where it's like, 
Um, I'm calling timeout and I'm not going to stop yelling at you for the entire commercial break. I'm going to kick a chair. I'm screaming at you. I'm going to get in your face. Oh my God. It'd be so good. It'd be so good for the product. Imagine yes. how cathartic it would feel to see a, see a back judge just getting screamed at. Cleet Blakeman or whatever his name is just like, come over here. Like, if you could do that to everybody else on the field, why can't the officials get why the can't he, like? And guess what, Gary? Guess what? There's nothing I can do. I am bound by the stupid <laughs> bylaws of the NFL. So your horrible mistake is, is determining the outcome of this game. What did you see? Like, I mean, and then I would, and then the final thing would be just taking his taking the zebra jersey off, <laughs> bringing in the alternate, bringing or he in the just sends Gary to his room. Go, Gary. Get out of here. I said go. No, then no. You, you see don't. these other. Then you see these other. Leave eagle your flag. Eye. Leave your flag. Go you ahead. You see these other eagle eye officials where it's like, uh, you're the back judge. Like you called that hold on the edge. Like you see the flag come in from 45 yards downfield. You're like, okay, so so which is it? Can you see nothing or can you see everything? Because I mean, so that. You know, I, I know the Eagles didn't play well, and I feel like people were kind of maybe getting a little sick of the Eagles. Like people, nobody seemed that upset that that they got it in the neck because of that call. But as somebody who who just all I want is for the officials to not determine the outcome of the game. Now, so that's the egregious one. Taylor Heineke going full South American soccer player, and the guy who's two feet away falls for it. That is Alex Kemp. That that is Alex Kemp, who's standing there and he gets baited and he gets tricked by the by Neymar. Neymar pops up in a commander uniform and throws himself backward. By the way, Neymar will at least not insult the like the ref will call the foul because Neymar is pretending he was tricked. Neymar will do the ref the service of writhing for several minutes, Heineke goes, ha, got you. Heineke starts celebrating immediately because of course he wasn't hit with any forceful contact. So he baits the ref, tricks him, flops, ref falls for it. Heineke doesn't even go like, oh, my neck. He does nothing. He just jumps up and goes, ha ha, got you. And you threw the flag. So there's nothing you can do there. You're it's over. And, and he's jumping around like, oh, I hate it so much. I, well, listen, you're steeped in that. You watch the Boston Bruins. I think it's funny that uh, that that could encourage guys to do it more to him. The more you Nelson, ha ha, at guys when they get, when you draw a penalty, the more inclined they're going to be to do it again to you. That next time we see you, I'm going to get you for drawing that penalty. Okay, I'll take another 15 yard roughing the passer in our favor. I just wish, uh, Brandon. I think it was Brandon Graham. I just wish right. like somebody could have somebody could have said, hey. Like an eighth of a second earlier, someone could have gone, the game's over and you're going to get flagged for this. Feel free to go full bore. Feel free to feel free to do what it's what is going to be called. Feel, if feel if you're going to do it, make it worthwhile. Right. Yeah. It, go ahead and decapitate this faker, this this guy who who's like, oh, my God, I, I, I've discovered a little trick. I've discovered a glitch in your system. Ha ha. I'm going to bet it. My team's going to win because I faked you out like so disgusting. So gross. Shame on Taylor Heineke. Um, I am picking the commanders this week, uh, but uh, 
Hey, by the way, the trend continues. Double-digit favorites, six out of seven, they've come out on the wrong side of things. There's one looming out there, the Ravens laying double digits. We'll get into that in just a second. The penalty that vexes me most, just because it's so, it's unsatisfying more than any other. I've long said holding should be a five-yard penalty. I don't understand why it's 10 and everything else is five or 15. Um, But it's illegal contact because they rarely have a replay of it. And it gets called and it's an automatic first down. Like what the hell just happened here? Like you get a stop and it feels like a pivotal play just happened. And then they're like, oh, there's a flag. What's it for? Illegal contact in a sport when they're contacting each other every single play over and over again on purpose. But this one crossed the line, the illegal touching and then it's a first down. What the hell happened? I don't, can you wait, can we stop and explain what, what, what the hell is the reason for this penalty? But of course that would elongate things even further. So we don't want that, that to happen, but, but it is a bizarre I mean, the call. Bears, the bears lost because of a, of a phantom, terrible South American soccer player. We got the world cup coming up. Uh, so, the, the Lions receiver gets jammed, perfectly legit jam, and then hurls himself into these histrionics like I've I've been I've been assaulted. They fall for it. And the Bears pick that would have salted away that game essentially gets overturned and the Lions get a first down and score. So so after a, a uh, quiet first first half to the season, the refs are making up uh, for lost time by by ruining, you know, many of the games on the slate with their their terrible job performance. And we just All accept right. it because there's no because what are, what else are we supposed to do? We need a courageous referee to be like, I saw that face mask. We all saw it. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm calling it anyway. How else are they going to learn? How's Gary going to learn? This is this is what we need to do. Eddie Spaghetti. Hey, a real uh, sorry yeah. sorry. Last just a real quick honorable mention. Bad goats. These kickers with the extra points. I mean, come on, man. Either, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, fantasy is so much better when you get rid of kickers. Like, just get rid of kickers. Like, that. getting rid of them in fantasy is the start, and then eventually we just have to get rid of them and tackle football. They're, 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 they're the, the Kyra Santos, uh, Greg Joseph, Robbie Gould, like the sequence of missed extra points, and of course, Robbie Gould, that game ends at six instead of at seven. Uh, uh, you know, Kyra Santos, the Bill, the Bears lose by a point. Joseph, like he creates a whole calliope crash into the ground with his missed extra point. Like, okay, we either have to be able to make a thirty-three yard kick, or we just have to, you know, eliminate the extra point. Everything's a two-point conversion. Pretty fun, right? You either score six or eight. You listen, you made the seminal argument to me 20 years ago when no one else was talking about that. And and I have I I talk about it all the time. The kickers 20 years ago, that's when my body could still produce seminal arguments. That's how Uh, long you stinker. You you're working blue again. It's going around here. Um, But yes, I you the kickers are too good. It warps the strategy. It's not as satisfying. People, like that, we, we all hang our hat. I hope this guy makes the kick. What does that have to do with everything else that we've seen here? It's very strange that so much hinges on the third phase of the game and the one five foot four guy who has nothing to do with the, the football way. game otherwise. But now we've gone the other way. I get it. Way. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm not really, absolutely. Right. Exactly. Now um, you can't make a 33 yarder. Eddie Spaghetti, take it away. 
So I guess I'll just start with my bad goats uh, since Hench just wrapped up there. I'll start first with Hal Steinbrenner, and I'm sure Hench probably read these comments and was happy about that. Um, I knew these were coming because he the winter, got your Rizzo meet. back. Well, that's part of it. So you, you sign Anthony Rizzo, like you just said, check, and then now he's having Rizzo do his bidding for Aaron Judge, saying like, "Hey, we want him <laughs> back here." Never a great move, but also the comments that Hal made. And while some Yankees fans probably think it's a good thing, saying this like, "Hey, I told Aaron Judge I wanted to be a Yankee for life," and then, you know, if we don't get him, but we also have room to make other things happen, like. What does that mean? That you're going to move on from the 62 home run, like AL, you know, probable AL MVP, um, and you know, he says that he wants to. Like, where are these comments before this happened? And I get we're in a sports era where uh, you know legitimate superstars could reach free agency. We've seen it happen with LeBron James. It happens a, a ton in hockey. But um, you Sander know, this, Bogarts. this is this is something where you need to get him done. And these comments should have been made earlier. They should have been more aggressive back then. Don't say that you have the funds now after you waited when you bet on him to not produce the way you thought he was and you lost and now you have to pay way more than what the price would have been months ago so that's partial bad go the other bad go not as as serious is actually more funny um the 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 arkansas lsu game the grounds crew using water to get rid of the ice and snow and on the field to me is just so absolutely <laughs> funny because they're just not used to it in fayetteville and that was actually a pretty good game like defense harold perkins for a true freshman for lsu great game but uh, lsu over under one. over under and i had a bad weekend but i won that one over under 55 and that was before i knew that the grounds crew had bet the under let's keep talking about how uh, the educational system uh, ain't working let's, let's <laughs> well um before we you jump to your good goat uh, the Yankees obviously is delightful because they're trying to, you know, it's hard. You got to, you got to, you got to try to figure out what round of the playoffs do we want to lose to the Astros next year? That's what they're trying to figure out right now. But so this is the ongoing question. When a player distinguishes himself to the point where he merits the half billion dollar contract, what happens? Like, you know, so I would say, the Phillies, Harper is an argument for it's a good move if you have one of those handful of elite guys go ahead and back the truck up because they can carry you um, to the promised land. But most of those contracts have hamstrung the franchise that, that gives them out. Uh, the Aaron Judge thing is so insane because he clearly – like exhausted himself emotionally and physically during that crazy September. And then he just, he just hit, you know, it was the, it, it, maybe I said it on here, but it was, it was, it was the woman at the, at the LA marathon who, who crapped herself in the home stretch that that was what all he had left um, for the playoffs. But uh, so I'm, I, I'd be, I'll be delighted if they lose judge, and I'll be delighted if they overpay for him and uh, and he underperforms. By the way, I, uh, apropos of not very much that we're talking about, but I just watched the Willie Mays uh, documentary that's on HBO. It was pretty good. Um, not as much about Mays' individual greatness, more of what he meant to 
society and to sports fans and New Yorkers and then to um, to the northern portions of California and then back to New York. That What a fascinating, you know, I love the original six era in hockey and all of that, but the, how cool, as much as I'm against that it sucks that some cities get two teams in the same sport, that there were the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Giants. It's very weird that you don't ever hear anything about Giants fans in that equation. The the song, the sad songs written about Brooklyn people losing the Dodgers. You never hear about Giants fans being sad about losing Willie Mays and the Giants to San Francisco. Apropos, like I say, of nothing. I just it, it occurred to me, like, yeah, why is that? It's only about the Dodgers, not about the other guys, right? Chris Meddog Russo. Isn't he uh, famously a San Francisco Giants fan for that reason? They left New York. Oh, is he? Well, that makes sense. I mean, they talk about that New Yorkers held on, that that really helped ease the transition as baseball got more popular nationally. It justified them putting on San Francisco's baseball team nationally because New Yorkers still loved Willie Mays so much. Um, anyhow, like I say, continue. All right. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it all together as we do here. Uh, so Willie Mays, I believe this, I don't think this record has been broken. Longest gap between 50 home run seasons. I think it's 11 years. I think it's 54 mm. to 65. He he has an 11 year gap between Aaron Judge because of how young he was when he put that first 52 spot up is in line to be the guy that in fact, in fact, I, I would bet he would be like minus 140 to do it. I bet he's actually favored to hit hit over 50 home runs at, you know, at some point 10 years into his career. Interesting. And, and listen, just the effort there. That's why Koa loves Hench. That's why show business loves Hench. He can bring it all together. Continue spaghetti. So switching over to uh, the good goats now, I'll start with this one. Um, NFL was just played in Germany. Tom Brady and the Bucks win that game over the Seahawks. And, you know, I know the World Cup is starting soon, and uh, I, I did watch the Rexman show. It was delightful. But I can never fully embrace um, soccer or their version of football. But reversely, with obviously seeing the London games, and, and we've had, had Mexico City in the past, now having the game in Munich with 3 million ticket requests for a stadium that only has 67,000, that to me was an absurd number. So good job for everyone on that side. And seeing the fans in the stadium, seeing the fans lined up outside of the stadium, that come, like, it's already, you it's know. Your old pal- how handsome hey handsome He's Hank, the one doing handsome Hank did it and and just the 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 reception from the german fans i mean already having sausage and pretzels and beer that's already the the you know the food for nfl uh game you know game inside the stadium there that's a good point i never thought of that full right. pint they're serving them full pints of beer that probably cost way less than it does over here for a, you know a can uh, and they really ate it up they they enjoyed the game and that to me shows that the NFL could become this international game where you could have not only a team, but potentially a European division. Um, and I'm, I'm, pleasantly surprised because I know how I am with with soccer is that I'm always quick to reject but they opened it with open arms and uh, my last good go this one's a shock to probably you know you who guys. should play for the European team Taylor Heineke he's already great at faking out he's already <laughs> got the European soccer like just fake out the refs you did it um and this uh, oh sorry I didn't know if you well, just while we're on the bucks like 
I, I am happy that my best bet came through with my logic that Brady wanted to get as far away from his family as possible. N- Munich seemed far enough for them to finally cover a spread, which they did despite Byron left, which is best efforts. Like I was already counting that one in the bank. I was like, woo, henchmen, bingo. There were 21 to three. And then left, which is like, Oh, hold on. Hold, hold my giant beer. I've got a plan. Yeah, good call on that one. You were right about that. I followed your lead on that, and it paid off for us. And uh, just to round out my my good goats, and maybe this lead to a quarterback discussion or into our picks. Um, but you know, you look at the NFL standings, and it's the teams near the top of the wins have either quarterbacks that we thought were question marks or still could be. I mean, look, the Eagles, obviously, Jalen Hurts, a lot of question marks. Vikings, Kirk Cousins, my Giants, the Dolphins, P were not sold on Tua. The Titans looking like to move on from Tannehill, and I Malik Willis couldn't move the ball with them. Uh, the Jets are up there. So my point is, the Giants obviously let go. Joe Judge, now the day ball era. And he t- before he was fired, he told Peter Schrager just to rele- release this to the media. And the quote was, Daniel Jones is tough as nails. Make sure people know that. Daniel Jones comes prepared to work every day. He takes a beating behind that offensive line. This guy never complains, always prepared, always the right demeanor, never out of control, never calls anyone out, doesn't get too down. I'm not sure this is going to work out in New York, but the dude is the real deal. And that just, you know, backs up what I've been saying on this pod for a number of weeks is like, you don't have to have the Patrick Mahomes or the Josh Allen. I mean, even look at the bills. Now people are doubting Josh Allen because he's throwing four interceptions in the red zone the last two weeks. So my point is you could win with these guys if the circumstances are right. And I, I think it's also pretty honorable of Joe judge who I've never had any ill will toward just obviously didn't work out here, but to make sure that quote reached the, uh, the national meet, I thought was pretty cool by him to stick up for this guy that comes and does his job. So he gets my good go to the week. You know what he is? He's a good judge of character. Oh, yes, he is. That's very nicely done there, Hench. And, you know, here's the pushback I'll give you. I think you're right. You were early in on that observation, Spaghetti. Look at these teams. Quarterback League 2022 in many ways is anomalous. Points are starting to go up a little bit. I do, though, say, what I, you know, back to what I said 10, 15 minutes ago, if you look at the schedules, the football gods are smiling on Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes right now. The back halves for those two teams, I mean, I'd be very surprised if either one of them lost more than two games the rest of the way. So they're going to be your MVPs. And then there is something to be said for what works in the regular season versus what works in the postseason. There still is not a ton of evidence that anything other than a pure pocket passer is what gets it done over three or four games. It really is almost weird that the best running quarterbacks – in Super Bowl era to, to succeed on the big stage and get the Lombardi or Roger Staub back, Steve Young, uh, Russell Wilson. And that's kind of, I mean, like there, it just not, it, it is not a, a way that a run first or got a run prominent QB does not have a great track record of winning in the playoffs or at least winning Super Bowls. It is, but your, your point, uh, your point stands. Anything else on that hench? It's funny. I, 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 I like Daniel Jones. This is how bereft my fantasy team is. I I put in for $9 for him this week and didn't get him because Sal got him for 13. There was a bidding war on Daniel Jones. More than a dime. That's how much he costs. Um, it, uh, talk about another thing that we talked about on minus three earlier in the week is both Gino and Danny Dimes have outplayed expectation by the franchises that they're on. And it's going to make for a very interesting offseason thing with them. Like, 
how much do we have to pay him to keep him? Because we thought we were going to be in the market for one of those fancy college kids. But now, what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't really show him the door after the record. I mean, both those teams are looking like they're almost certainly going to get into the postseason. So that's going to be interesting, too. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Hey, listen up, sports fan. This message is for you. Your first bet with Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CZRFULL and place your first bet. If you win, muzzle tough. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules here, comes the lengthy responsible gaming disclaimer 21 and over must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana maryland michigan nevada new jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming or our nation's capital. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT. Step, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY, Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, my goat and goats. First of all, a late ad there based on what you said. Spaghetti advocating for a European team, maybe one out of Asia. Well, where did the Concorde go? When I was growing up, they had this Concorde plane that cut the cross-continental pl- flights at the, the, the time in half. Then, like, one of them crashed or something. They're like, oh, well, we can't have those anymore. 
What the hell? We need to work on this technology once again. It's 2022. We need one of them fancy. Remember the Concorde? It had that, like, it looked like a bird and its beak kind of dipped down versus the other planes. I want the Concorde back. One that doesn't crash, obviously, but, you know. They're coming. Oh, they are? Yeah. um, They're releasing in 2025. Uh, It'll fly in 26, but then they said it'll be a regular use for passengers by 2029. That's great. I don't know what that Elon Musk uh, character's been up to of late, but if he has some free time, maybe he could work on that. Was it Emily Latella or Rosanna Rosanna Dana who would end her rants with the nevermind? It was the, uh, not Roseanne, Roseanne, Dana. Yeah, it was the Emily Latella. Shaq's like, hey, where is this thing? And Spady goes, oh, it's coming. Oh, all right. Uh, never mind. Next, <laughs> next one. Um, other, um, that was a bad goat. A good goat, Dave Damashek. Um, you know, listen. Every, you know, the sun shines on every dog. Uh, what is the phrase? Whatever it is. Everybody gets their 15 minutes. The greatest thing I've ever given. As, as I always say, I love sports, but I'd like to leave them a little bit better than how I found them. When I made the scene as a grown up, when I was a child in late November, early December, it would be cold and snowy and overcast. And I'd watch the great rivalry games. I'd, I'd, I'd watch the battle for the beast of the East. Pitt and Penn State would wage war. And whoever won would go to a high-end New Year's Day bowl game. And I'd flip over and watch Michigan and Ohio State to see who got the Rose Bowl bid. And then I would flip the TV over to a game. Who are these two teams and it's sunbaked. What exotic location are these people in? It's snowy everywhere I know of. And wait a minute. One's wearing a powder blue jersey and the other one's wearing a cardinal red jersey? What in hell? What laws of humanity in the globe are being defied here for this football game? It was pure heaven to tune into, as foreign as it looked to me. It was UCLA. It was USC playing the victory bell game both wearing their home jerseys because at one point they both used the same stadium. Then they abandoned it for 20, 30 years. I don't know how long. And then I was on the radio in Los Angeles and I said, let's make this thing right. And I got Rick Neuheisel and I got Pete Carroll and they got on the phone at the same time, right in front of the USC UCLA football game. And they agreed then and there to both wear their home jerseys and both take 15-yard delay of game penalties, and they accepted it, and Rick Neuheisel said, look at you, you've created detente. And I said, I don't know what detente is, but I'll take it. And now the rest is history. We get to enjoy watching it each and every week, and I dare say it's my greatest achievement, you know? So well, then my um, kids, three or three of my kids, look, and then, right. Listen, uh, that is an incredible achievement, and, and kudos to to you, but I would still argue for for the less sartorially inclined football fan, your greatest achievement, check the record, Damashek pitched the overtime solution. Damashek laid it out as adopted, you know, that that you you were the driving force between getting rid of this sudden death. Like, hey, if you win the coin flip, you 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 got a very good chance of winning overtime. Both teams have to get the ball. That was all Damashek, correct? I guess so, but they modified it. Uh, any modification to my ideas vex Vane Dave. So you 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 should know that by now. Um another one is uh, you know. This is a good goat leading into a bad goat. As I've already discussed in this space, Thanksgiving has three dandies for us. Lions and Bills is interesting. 
You know, we don't, we don't. Who knows with these Bills? The Lions are at least sort of entertaining. Then you get the Gents and the Cowboys in the middle of it, and then you know, Vikes Patriots is going to be good. That's a, or that's an interesting one. You assume both teams are playing for something and, and, and pretty meaningful. I think the Patriots are going to beat the Jets. We'll get to that in a second. But anyway, and it's all around eating, and it's the best holiday. Which brings me to my bad goat. These people who complain about Thanksgiving. Now, listen, I like the bellyache about this, that, and the other, but this feels contrived to me. I like to talk about food stuff, and maybe Vane Dave is feeling a little peop- uh, a little bit of people infringing on his space, but I also have to say, again, to pat myself on the back, this is why you have to leave it to the experts like Damashek on food-based uh, discussion here. These people who, I don't like turkey, let's order pizza instead. Let's have a steak. No, that's not Thanksgiving. Are you you're gonna instead of putting a, a, a tree up in your house, you're gonna put ornaments on your toilet? Well, that's how I prefer it. I don't like the tree. Like that's the tradition. You eat turkey, you eat mashed potatoes, and you eat stuffing. And that brings me to the goat of all goats, and I mean the bad goat, the goat all goats is in our gluttonous society. It's my annual, it's my annual lament. We, we, we indulge everything that we want. It's always at our fingertips, except, except delicious, delicious stuffing. What are we doing? Stuffing, I can go to any restaurant and get cauliflower now. I can get mac and cheese, I guess. I don't know. I don't look for it, but it's probably there. I can get four or five different potato preps, but I can't get stuffing except once a year. It's got to be reserved for Thanksgiving. Shame the devil. I want it on every menu by Christmas 2022 or shame the devil again. That's my goat. Oh, one more goat. Those weirdo football guys who went on TV, Joe Thomas and Bill Cowher, and called the Colts hiring of Jeff Saturday the most <laughs> egregious disgrace that they've ever seen. That, I mean, all I can say is I'll get up on Mount Pius and say got up on Mount Pius, get some perspective about what's happening in the world if you think this is the most egregious disgrace you've ever seen in pro football. Hey, uh, there's a team in, uh, in uh, Northeast Ohio that has a, a swell fella about to join the franchise. Nobody made you do it. That 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 feels like an egregious disgrace to me. Anyway, I wrote all about that. You can find it on well, social media. Well, you know what's hilarious? I got it's so much, so many thoughts and reactions. Uh, first of all, why does Spaghetti keep tilting the camera down to his junk? Oh, I, I'm, weird. I'm, I'm so I'm checking the time codes for us. Oh, you're checking the time codes. Okay, because for- I'm like. Spaghetti's about to go tubing on us. We're going to lose him forever. I don't know what, like he's having a seizure and he's tilting the camera down to his junk. Like he's threatening to do it. And I'm like, somebody in the control room, don't do it, Spaghetti. You're too This is young. what we're having at my house for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I just keep we got the, the meats. His junk. All right. I'm that makes pants. no sense to, to the 99% of the people who are, who are just listening. Uh, th- this is what's wild about the, the coward Joe Thomas thing. I don't know if you ever had this, right? You saw the movie Little Miss Sunshine? Sure. Like Little Miss Sunshine, right? It's just fine. It's good. It's an enjoyable movie. You got your your, your Kinnear and Carell and Abigail Breslin, right? It's a delightful movie. Then it gets nominated for an Oscar, and then you're like, well, wait a second. Now I have to not like it because it was like it was fine as a little like indie road movie. But if you're nominating it for an Oscar, now I have to compare it to real movies and it doesn't measure up. I had the inverse thing with the Saturday thing because I was, you know, I was 
kind of against it. I'm like, this does seem pretty lame. You're hiring the whisperer who tells you everything that's wrong with your franchise. Well, Jeff, buddy, why don't you take, oh, I couldn't. How can I take the job? I'm like, you know, anyway. So I was against it. Then when I heard Mount Pius, I was like, well, now I'm for it. Like, I like it was so insane. Although I did think it was kind of good TV because Cower in a, in a sea of never saying anything, right? That is the one thing I appreciated about Cower's rant. In the most sanitized, nobody will ever say anything. He actually said something. I kind of thought it was overstated, but it was it was pretty good uh, TV. It, it, for, that, that is something we all watch and we're like, why? Why do we watch this? We, we're mesmerized by the nothingness of pregame. Well, I, you know, I said I was making fun of it in social media and I said, this is not in the top 100 most egregious disgraces ever. And uh, a few people then challenged me like, okay, let's see your top 100. So I scratched it out. You can find it on social media uh, if you're so inclined to see it. Yeah. I mean, the getting choked up thing, it all, what it feels to me like is, and I said the spaghetti the other day, it feels like Tony Dungy then tweeted, he's like, how long you spend at the office is not necessarily an indication of anything. Chuck Knoll was like, hey, go home to your families. It's five o'clock. My uh, analogy was uh, Phil Rosenthal in the midst of these, uh, you know, late nights, no sleep to make a good sitcom makes everybody loves Raymond by saying like five o'clock, hit the doors, everybody will see you tomorrow kind of thing. I think it has that kind of whiff of like, if he wins, what then does it say about all of us who have stayed away from our families for six months at a time every year for 20 years? I think that that's the whiff I got from it, that this, um, this whole canard could go up and smoke. Thanks a lot, Saturday. Well, the other canard that, that, that I think you're on to something there, right? I, I can't. Was it Gary Coleman? becomes the manager of the Padres. Uh, what's the movie? Yeah, right. Le- a little, uh, yes. Yeah. The kid from left field. I Sounds mean, right. the point is there, there are jobs that a computer could do better than a human being, jobs that an eight-year-old could do better than the guy doing it. And I think maybe you're right. What Cower didn't want to have happen is what might exactly be happening, which is, If you don't call the offensive plays and you don't call the defense, now you're down to fourth down and and clock management, timeouts, right? Which is very little. Like you you can literally, I mean, Saturday is a good example, right? Saturday didn't have any of those big decisions. Like the way that game played out, it wasn't like, oh my God, he's on the edge of the analytics. What's he going to do? Like, He's not going to do anything. He's just going to win a game by doing nothing, but a lot of backslapping. And the truth is, if you don't, if you're not calling the plays and you're not, you know, I, I appreciate a head coach that's like, I'm responsible for this side of the ball. Anything that happens on offense, I'm calling those plays, you know? And so what Cower did, it's kind of like in, in movies, if everybody's doing their job and doing it well, the director can stay home. Like it's lit. It's like the highest paid, most important person on set. It's you know, completely irrelevant if everyone's doing a good job. Now, obviously an auteur, the reason everyone's doing a good job is because 
you've created that. But like Cower is afraid that people are going to get see the Wizard of Oz part of, of NFL head coaching. Now I want Saturday to rub the table. Now and, you've and, talked me into it. And, and by the way, I mean, the, I get the Rooney rule aspect of this. If this somehow skirts that and creates an awkward situation where they're forced to do interviews and bring human beings on airplanes in to sit down for, an, for a job that they know before they sit down that they have no chance of getting, that is going to be a bad and ugly look. But you get my you get the larger point. Settle down, everybody getting choked up about them hiring Jeff Saturday. I mean, he's not, he, he wasn't working. He wasn't the barista at Starbucks for, for, uh, um, Ursay. I mean, you know, he's a football guy. He's an icon for the Colts. That's what they're looking at. Pride in being an Indianapolis Colt. That's the message I'm sure that's being delivered there. All right. In what little time we have left here, let me blow through our best bets. I'm going, um, in the big 10, Illinois, Michigan, over 43. Michigan might cover that by themselves. I don't care what the Illini have done defensively this that, to this point. They're looking, they're in, incented to put a big number up there. Illinois will scratch out enough there. Indiana, my favorite over bet every week here in 2022 college football. Always bet the over when the Hoosiers are involved. Hoosiers and Sparty getting it on over 48. I'm going under Duke and Pitt, 52 and a half. That Pitt D is really coming on. Clemson covers the 19 and a half. South Carolina, the Gamecocks plus 21 and a half. I like that. And I like USC in the victory bell game to cover the two and a half. I also like the over in that one. It's scary. 76 and a half. Sweet Jesus. But I do like the two teams to combine. I don't know who's stopping whom in that one. I think the answer is nobody's stopping anybody. So they will transcend that that 76 and a half hench lead us into your best bets here of the weekend. All right. Well, I don't, you know, it's like when you, when I look at my best bets and I realize I've got three road teams in, in the NFL, I don't love the fact that I'm all over these road teams, but I, I can't find a good reason not to be on these road teams. So uh, we'll start with, with the commanders only given a field goal against the lowly Houston Texans. Um, I, you know, Ron Rivera might be the coach of the year. Like, I, I don't know how he's doing it. Uh, and obviously they're, they're buried in that, in that incredible division, but they, they look like a handful on defense. Felonious assaults, notwithstanding terrible missed calls, notwithstanding. And, and, uh, and they do just enough with, with the Heineke uh, who's going again this week. Uh, I, I like the two headed backfield. I think those guys are solid. And I just, I think, that's a pretty good team playing a not very good team and only giving three points. Go like through the their schedule, by the way, and there you there is not an unreasonable path for them. When they play San Francisco in the third to last week of the season, if they beat the Niners head to head, you might get all four NFC East teams in the playoffs Ooh. and no one out. Look, look, look it up and get back to uh, back to me when you before oh, you say, like, be, no chance that'll happen it probably won't happen but you it's not insane if they handle the giants specifically that that um that the, the commies could get on that kind of role continue all right um it's it, i don't know like again there's probably an algorithm you could probably measure this but the cowboys collapse combined with the vikings insane uh, comeback down 27, 10, you know, like maybe historically it's like, Oh, bet the, bet the trend, bet the direction, those teams, the opposite directions, those teams headed in at the end of their, their last games. I'm going the other way. I think the Cowboys go in there, win that game. I, it was almost like the Cowboys got complacent. Like 
I, I think that team is really good. I know they're your Super Bowl pick, and I think they prove it this week in mini uh, going on the road to beat the Vikings. Um, agreed. Agreed. Thank you. And then and then the and the final road team uh, uh, who's given five and a half. But like I I got to say we've been hard on Brandon Staley, but it is incredible that that team is even staying in games <laughs> like they don't I don't know like watching that Niners game I was literally like hey is there a fan in the stands like the hockey goalie who plays defensive tackle when you run out of 300 pound guys on your roster like dropping like flies and competitive right to the end of the game that said too much, too much firepower coming into the zero home field advantage that is SoFi. Only five and a half. I, I just, you know, it's weird because the Chiefs have a lot of trouble covering an Arrowhead, <laughs> but you know, freed from the pressure of Arrowhead to the, the to the open, wide open spaces of quiet SoFi where they'll have more fans in the stands than the Chargers. I, I think that the Chiefs, again, all year we're going to be apologizing for, for picking the Chargers over the Chiefs, but this is the game where we we demonstrate just how wrong we were at the beginning of the season and try to recoup some of our losses by betting on the Chiefs minus five. Not, not Damashek. We're not getting back together. I'm not texting late at night to you know to hit on them and confuse the chargers we're staying friends this isn't this is just a transactional kind of deal here i'm taking the chargers and the points they just play the chiefs they play the better than anybody i guess with the exception of the bills but it's more smoke and mirrors because to your point the 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 chargers have been decimated by injury since i think you know what 30 years now they they're the most injured team ever always every single season and yet they're hanging in there they have a interesting head-to-head where they seem to at least cover. So I'll take the Chargers um, in that one. I say, de- you know, what I like the most about that game is the total. 50 points between those two. I think they get well over that. I think teams are starting to put it together a little bit. The offenses, ironically, are starting to come on. And I'm big on your Patriots this weekend, Hench. I, I, I lay the three against the Jets in that one. Also, Falcons have been pretty good to, to ride um, with the to- when they're involved in the total. Chicago and Atlanta go over 50 in that one. And now a quick break. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Spaghetti, how's it? I'll breeze them quick and over short on time. For college, I do like UCLA plus two and a half. Uh, they're actually the more, more complete team in my eyes. And Notre Dame, Boston College, over 43. Notre Dame beat the over last week just by themselves. They, they've been scoring like crazy. Tom Reese, good job in the offense. Play call in there over there. NFL picks. Love the Giants this week, giving only three points to the Lions. Uh, bad weather and MetLife. Giants are going to whip them. Uh, <clears throat> this is a get-right game for the Eagles, giving a touchdown. They just signed Dominick Sue, and they're getting the Colts. Colts, the feel-good story last week. They're not going to show up for this game. Eagles going to win that one. Love the Patriots, like you guys all said, minus three. I do like the Bengals. I think the Bengals need to win this game by more than a touchdown, by a touchdown at least. So I like the Bengals giving four. And if I had to give leans, I would lean with the Commanders. And the, the one line that's really strange to me, it's really fishy, the Ravens are dealing with a ton of injuries on offense, especially, and they're giving 13 points to the Panthers. And I get they're going back to Baker Mayfield, but like weirdly, since they fired Rule and traded McCaffrey, the Panthers have been in. You know, they've been playing well, so I think you know two touchdowns is a lot. I'm not saying bet it, but I'm saying that I would not be shocked if that game was. Well, what's your 13. counsel, friend? Are you saying to make the bet or not? Are you just bringing it up? I would say I'm leaning towards taking the Panthers plus 13. It's a lean, not a not a t- full blown give. If that makes sense. Did you? Win? Our, I thought you were are, trying to show off. Our your best, these are our best bets. This segment, this section is <laughs> I, our I, best I, bets. And I clearly <laughs> had a, I clearly had a divider. I had go. the divider. I had the divider, uh, and okay. I said my All leans right. would be the the commies. But I don't think I, I think the Texans could give them a game. Damian Pierce is one of the best running backs in the league, and the Ravens should be a deep run playoff team. But again, thirteen points is a lot. That's why I said lean. You know what I think is interesting? I, I was more struck by the delivery there, Hench. Was, I thought he was tilting it down to show off his uh, his private business, tilting his camera I kept down. trying to read his T-shirt. Uh, just a comedy you podcast. Know, hey, we got we to gotta close because this is, you know, we, we have fun around here, but we got to close with, with some serious business, which is um, with the clown show that's about to start in Congress and, and, and funding <laughs> undoubtedly is going to be cut off uh, for our friends in Ukraine, more than ever, spaghetti. We got to get those big guns of yours over. Get over there already! Enough excuses. No, I feel the better now. Life feel... out of Vladimir Putin, man. This is our last chance. You know, you're like come... Dennis Allen holding back uh, Jameis Winston. Like you're not a hundred percent. We don't care. Get over there, friend. Take Stop out Putin. January, it's going to be too late. You know, they they can they can stop the javelin shipments to our friends in Ukraine, but they can't stop Eddie Spaghetti from learn a few phrases in Russian. You you look like you look you put a weird hat on. I learned you it could, in uh, high school, so I, I I could read and speak it. Skajiti Pozhoolsta. All right, you get in there. By the way, I mean I know I know we do it for the love of the game, but just think of the ratings after you kill Vladimir Putin with your bare hands. <laughs> it'll listen. It'll, it'll have multiple uh, positive effects. I think you know. It'll I used to listen for Sheck, but did you hear what Spaghetti did? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> hey, Social by the way. Media. Given shout outs about uh, entertainment, I failed to say shout out to you and uh, our our boss, our nominal boss, Peyton Manning was cool to see you or not see you, but your uh, your brainchild and Tim Allen and Peyton Manning. That's coming up. Santa Claus. Those the, your new episodes of that are coming up. So muzzle tough in advance on that. And, uh, you know. I guess we'll wrap it up here. Enjoy the Thanksgiving week here. It really is a full week. Let's follow Damashek's lead. I say a checker season. Start drinking now. Drink whenever you want. 
what the boss wants. Doesn't matter because maybe you'll see him. Maybe you won't. You don't even have to go into the office. That's why I tell him Dave gave you a note, gave you, gave you a, 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 a spiritual note. It's checker season. You do as you please. That's the that only is one of the wildest societal changes, right? That we went from the three martini lunch to if that guy sips a Heineken before 6 p.m., we have to have an intervention. It's like, the worst. Hey, even in that, don't get me started. We got to cut it off. But the the thing, the the pie, the resonance amount pies, the broadcasters now frown on drinking in the booth or in the press box. What happened to us? What happened? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and best wishes with your bets. Great stuff, as always, Kevin Hedge. Eddie Spaghetti, make sure you're checking out everything on the Extra Points Network. Gangbuster stuff there. Play with us, against us in the NFL. Pick them. Hench is doing better than me and Spaghetti are. But here comes Damashek. Look out, everybody. And also, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. We didn't even pick that game. This is a big one for everybody in the banks of the Three Rivers. Let's get them bungles. Remind everybody who's the bully of that division. All right, listen. We'll be back after the weekend to see what happened in the weekend, talk about that, and then project ahead to the Thanksgiving games and beyond. Kevin Hench is going to join us early in the week to get that one in. We'll look forward to that. Until then, for Hench, Spaghetti, and everybody at Extra Points, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.